Welcome back to the Crossover Podcast, the show where you get comics, pop culture, and sports. And we are going to be doing a little bit of pop culture today as we're going to be talking some of the wrestling. Uh, big uh, wrestling weekend happening uh, this weekend in Toronto, of all places, just uh, south of where I am and uh, north of where uh, my two guests are uh, joining me today. And you know, if I'm talking wrestling, I'm talking to Mac. How's it going, Mac? Good, man. How are you? Oh, not so bad. Um, also joining us today is Bill, but not the usual Bill, uh, another wrestling fan, Bill Martin. How's it going, Bill? I'm good. Thanks for having me. Oh, no problem. So, uh, one of the big four pay-per-views is happening this weekend. As I said, in Toronto, big, uh, big time, uh, Toronto weekend as they are doing NXT TakeOver on Saturday and then SummerSlam on Sunday, and then Monday uh, will be Raw, and SmackDown is also in Toronto. Big time. The wrestlers, they're already up here for the entire weekend they're going to be spending in Toronto. They were out throwing pitches at uh, the Jays game yesterday. I don't know if you guys caught that, but uh, I think it was Becky Lynch, Kofi Kingston, and uh, Braun Strowman were all out uh, throwing out the first pitch at the Jays game when they got... I only uh, stopped the fifth inning onward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They got uh, they got shellacked by the by the Yankees the other day, but uh, they were in attendance and they were all wearing Blue Jays jerseys. So that was pretty cool to see. Um, got a pretty big pay per view to talk about, so let's get into it because we're actually starting a week late. Because hey, life gets in the way sometimes, you guys. So uh, podcast is coming up a little bit later on in the week, but here we go. Uh, SummerSlam 2019. Let's start with kind of the pre-show cards, because this could be one of those... Uh, this is one of the big four, and SummerSlam is kind of like... Uh, would you say it's the second biggest pay-per-view other than uh, WrestleMania, Mac? I would. Yeah, this this is kind of this is kind of the big one, right? Yeah. Fierce, man. If you want a little fucking warm-up into this... Yeah. Sorry, I got to stop swearing. Um, <laughs> ah, get him out of the way can... now. All right. <laughs> you want to go over the NXT card, too? Oh, God, I don't know if we have time. Um, let me just see if I can bring up the old NXT TakeOver card. Or half the card? Well, yeah, we could, we could probably... Let's take a, a, a quick look at NXT TakeOver Toronto, because, I mean, the friggin'... Are you planning on going to any of these, Mac? No, we thought about it, but like you were saying, life gets yeah, in the way. That's <laughs> true, yeah. I, I'm going on... Uh, friggin uh vacation next week so i i unfortunately cannot uh shell out for uh for a pay, for a pay-per-view but god i would love to uh i haven't been in a while uh yeah we can quickly i guess the nxt card's only five matches long so we can do a quick rip through of um of one because god these are all good uh first up uh candice LeRae is facing iro shirai uh what do you have to say about that one bill i don't have any odds for nxt takeover unfortunately Oh. Um, actually, that match, I think it's going to be a good one. I mean, Yoshirai and Candice LeRae are pretty awesome. But, I mean, she just, Yoshirai just had that uh, heel turn. So I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. she'll probably win. That'd be my pick if I had to pick one. Yeah, that's a good call. Keep her heat going. Makes sense. Yeah. yeah. And they haven't been really doing much with Candice, so. Mm-hmm. Uh, what say you, uh, Mac, on that one? I think that they uh, kiss in the ring. I mean, um... Oh, they team. <laughs> Keep it PG now. Keep it PG. It's the PG era. 
<laughs> a respectful peck on the cheek. <laughs> um, uh, you know, that would be pretty rad because Candace, you know, she kind of, what do they call her, Darth Candace when she wore the, the black lipstick, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it would be kind of cool, but I don't think it'll happen. I think they will just have Io win and uh, keep the heel. Well, it's Darth Io. Oh, that's true. She's she's yeah. donning the uh, I'm evil garb as yeah, well. That's true. Very true. Uh, the NXT Tag Team Champions, the Street Profits, who have been getting some run on the uh, just doing little clips and backstage segments and whatnot on Raw, uh, they are facing the Undisputed Era, which is as white hot as any. I don't know if you call them a faction because it's only three dudes, but as as huge as anything. Like any basically any conversation you kind of have with anybody about like when Fox is. You know, SmackDown starting on Fox, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It just inevitably comes down to, hey, what do you think the Undisputed Era is going to get called up? And then will they fuck it up is usually the question that follows it up. Um, I think, I don't know how this one's going to go because I'm not sure. It feels like the Undisputed Era might win this because the Street Profits might be, I don't know, are they headed to the main card with all of the way they've been doing the... Uh, uh, with the with the way they've been letting them do like backstage vignettes and stuff, what do you think, Mac? Um, <clears throat> I don't think so. Like they've been kind of they've had some momentum in NXT before and had some vignettes. They might be on the rise, but I mean, I don't really think so. They're kind of going to go to the main card and be like the Usos light anyway. <laughs> um, so I don't really see them moving. If they do, that's fine. Um, and I don't think they'll beat the Undisputed Era because as good as they are, it they can be predictable. They'll do something dirty, you know, they'll well execute a match and then just do something dirtier than the other team to win. Oh, yeah. How about you, Bill? What do you feel about this one? Yeah, you know, I, I do like the Street Profits, but um, I think I agree with you. I think they're probably heading up to the main roster for the for the Fox debut, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. And my, I think my my overarching theme for this takeover is is the uh, undisputed era dripping with gold thing. Mm, yeah. You know, Makes they're sense. gonna end up with all the titles at the end of this one. Feel, yeah, that would be a smart move, and then just let them because it it doesn't seem like they're getting called up anytime soon. They're just gonna hang out and just be awesome in NXT, and and that's good because when, yeah, when people get called up, they mess it up. So just stay down there, I guess. And if if NXT is gonna tour, they need these guys like Johnny and Undisputed Era. And Velveteen Dream as like brand ambassadors. You yeah, know, they're what I mean? a draw, right? Yeah. Oh, fuck, I love the Velveteen Dream so much. Speaking <laughs> of him, he's up next. The North American champion, the Velveteen Dream, versus uh, everybody's favorite uh, bruiserweight Pete Dunne and uh, Roderick Strong in a three-way match for the North American Championship. Um, I have, I man, this is a tough one. I I personally think. Um, I'm gonna say Velveteen retains because I'm I'm gonna agree with Bill. I think they're gonna they're gonna put all three belts on the undisputed area because it just makes sense. Therefore, I don't see any other kind of uh, championship switch on this pay per view. So I'm I'm just gonna go with uh, my favorite guy wrestling right now, the Velveteen Dream, to win this one. What do you say, Mac? I th- I want that to happen. I think it will happen. Also, just because it doesn't make a lot of sense to take it off of him. You gotta have a bit of momentum, and you know, have a title reign, and yep. he certainly deserved that. I mean, I'm putting on my sort of insider hat to say, have you paid your dues to have a title reign? Mm-hmm. And he has. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> Come a long way from uh, not looking so great on Tough Enough that one time. <laughs> so good for him. Uh, what do you think about this one, Bill? 
Uh, well, I think this is the, one of those matches where they really just can't go wrong. You know, uh, it's going to be awesome either way, and I'll, I think I'd be happy with any winner here. But um, while I do, I think Velveteen Dream is probably my favorite NXT superstar right now. I'm going to go with Roderick Strong okay. just for the undisputed era uh, connection. Yeah, makes sense. Uh, the NXT Women's Champion, uh, Shayna Baszler, will defend against Mia Yim. And uh, I say, Mac, I, I am going to keep alive my streak of uh, you coming on this podcast and then me saying Shayna Baszler is going to drop a title so that she can finally get called up to the main roster. I want to keep that streak intact. So I'm going to go ahead and say that right now, that, that, that Mia Yim wins this match, becomes a champion, and then Shayna Baszler finally gets called up. Because it's just time for her to start breaking people on the main roster. I, I don't get it. Maybe they just... Uh, I don't know. Maybe they just don't trust something in her, so they don't they don't want to bring her up. But uh, that and the fact that they've already got way too they've got too many strong girls up top anyway, or ladies, if you will. And uh, I guess they don't need Shayna Baszler. What do you think on this one, Bill? Uh, I do. I am. A, I do like Mia Yim, but I don't think that she stands a chance tonight yeah. or tomorrow. I think she's toast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't see her because she's like kind of like the veteran. Um in this whole thing. So I, I just, I'm, I'm not sure if they'll actually do it, but again, I, I'm just going to think wishfully and hope that she does. So <laughs> Baszler can get called up. Like I said, just keeping that streak alive. How about you, Mac? What are your thoughts on this one? Um, this will probably elevate me Yim, you know, to the, uh, uh, to be good enough to in the pool to face Shayna. Mm-hmm. Shayna's a good brand ambassador though for NXT. So I don't really see her going anywhere. And, uh, you know what? It's kind of weird because Ronda is not around. There. Yeah. Could have been in to fill in for her, but maybe they don't really want that. Maybe they want to get Ronda back and just have Ronda associated with the, you know, the, the big, yeah. bigger shows. And have Shane as the the MMA type version. Stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Last but certainly not least, the NXT champion Adam Cole, baby, is going up against Johnny Gargano in a two out of three falls match and. Um, for everything that they're going to be doing this weekend in Toronto, I would be absolutely stunned if this was not the, the match of the entire weekend. I, I would be, I would be floored if, if this was not the best, uh, in terms of just work rate, crowd reaction, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I think, I think this is, is going to be every, all that and a bag of potato chips to quote the nineties, um, this is just going to be excellent, and uh, I, I think Adam Cole retains as well. What do you think, Bill? Uh, I agree. I think Cole's going to win. Um, I am. I'm really interested to see what the um, stipulations are for this match, though, because I think Johnny gets to pick the third yes. stipulation. Is that what it is? I believe I that's hope, the rules. Yes. I hope it's a Tower of Doom match. Tower <laughs> of Doom. <laughs> yeah. What was that stupid cage match that they had with uh, the Great Kali? Oh, oh, the Punjabi prison. That's the one. Yeah, God. <laughs> or uh, or maybe the one with the dogs outside. That would be good, too. Oh, yeah, the Kettle for Hell match or whatever. Oh, Al Snow, big boss man, going way back to the Attitude Era, to the dark days of the Attitude Era for that one. <laughs> I'd be that so excited weird. if they pulled out something weird. That was <laughs> terrible. Uh, Adam Cole versus Johnny Gargano. What do you think, Mac? Um, Johnny can lose and still look great and be the babyface and all that stuff. And that's kind of what I want to happen. Like, I don't dislike Johnny, but I don't want him to win all the time. Cole is, you know, good enough to be a... He is so good. 
a, a Ric Flair of NXT. To, God, to I, all wish was, I wish he was a foot taller. I really do. <laughs> like, if only I know, he was a man. foot taller. It, but but like he can be that he can be that in NXT. He mm-hmm. can't be that probably on SmackDown or Raw. So I want him to retain and just basically hang out in NXT. <laughs> yeah. Was it, was it this most recent Royal Rumble that Cole was in it, or was it last year's? No, Royal it was Rumble? last year's Royal Rumble when Shinsuke won. He came out because <laughs> I remember he had it because he had his like ribs taped up from the crazy War Games oh, match. That's right. That's right. Yeah, from the War Games match the night before. That he was... looks. Sorry. Go Sorry. Ahead. Oh. I was going to say, he looked small, but he didn't look, like, tiny. You know what I mean? Like, he, no, he holds yeah. himself like he's a bigger dude. I, what, John, uh, Joel Shoemaker from, of the uh, the Masked Man Show podcast has a great um, litmus test, which is basically as long as you don't look like crap when you stand next to Randy Orton, <laughs> that's that's basically the litmus test, right? Like, like Randy yeah. Orton is a, big, is, is a big dude, but he's not so big that, like, he, like he's not like Braun Strowman sort of a thing, but... Like as long as you don't look like a, a shrimp when you stand next to Randy Orton, then like that's kind of like okay, you can be WWE champion, right? Because when CM Punk, who was kind of the guy who was like, oh, he's too small to be champion, that sort of thing, he didn't look like crap standing next to Randy Orton, right? <laughs> so we, we'd have to see Adam Cole stand next to Randy Orton because I, I I really think that uh, I I, re- I really think that the the shoemaker mass man <laughs> I, I I subscribe to the Randy Orton theory that like as long as you don't that's an excellent theory yeah very good theory wish wish I could take credit for it but shout out to to the Bass Man Show podcast um all right so that is it for the NXT takeover should be good God if all the things if I can I don't know maybe I can move some funds around <laughs> and I can get over to this <laughs> pay per view or something I really want to go now that I'm staring at this card right I'm just like oh God five matches in and out. That's the best part. It's it's five matches. You know, every one of them is going to get the time to be good. Mm-hmm. And that, yeah, that's the thing that people have been, you know, kind of saying for a while. But it, uh, it's tough to do that with the big pay-per-views, especially oh, yeah. like SummerSlam. But uh, certainly smaller, more contained pay-per-views would be a little bit better. And um, they helped themselves a little bit this week, I would say, because this card was initially longer. But then they did stuff like on uh, Raw uh alexa bliss and and nikki cross won the the ladies tag team titles and that match was supposed to be on the pay-per-view and instead of squeezing it into this already lengthy pay-per-view they let the ladies go out and uh actually put on a show on monday and that was a really good match so like a really good four-way match and and they because they, they gave them the time so that was a smart decision uh by the people in charge of uh wwe for that one so good on it for that move um I think they did the same thing with the Sami Zayn Alistair Black ship match. Oh, SmackDown, absolutely, SmackDown. absolutely, yeah. and yeah. that was a banger on. Yeah, that was on, a good one on SmackDown, right? So, so that was that was good. Um, it kind of sucks that those guys aren't getting pay per view checks, but uh, they're they're gonna be fine. They're gonna be fine. Yeah. Um, Drew Gulak versus One Lorcan for a singles match for the cruiserweight championship. I think I mispronounced his name, but One anyway. Um, thoughts on this one, Mac? This will be what those two do well, which is, you know, slam the shit out of each other and chain wrestle. And then I don't see the title changing. Oni's another guy who's there to get beat up and take hard bumps. And that's what he's going to do. Yeah, I I agree. I like Drew Gulak. He only won the title like a pay-per-view or two ago. So I think it's time to, you know, just keep it on him. Let him him still be the guy. Uh, Thoughts on this one, Bill? Uh, I'll I'll be shocked if this one makes the main show. Um, yeah, this is <laughs> but I think it's worth... warm up the crowd when they're halfway into the uh, to the Scotiabank Center. Yeah, but you know I think this one will be worth watching. Those guys are 
both awesome. Uh, yeah. Drew Gulak, he's, he's my guy. So yeah, I hope good. hope he holds on. Uh, I'm going to go in order uh, by Wikipedia here. So next up is Trish Stratus versus Charlotte Flair. Can I find odds? Oh, okay, here we go. We got some odds here on actually on this one. Charlotte Flair minus 250 on oddshark.com to win this matchup. Uh, Trish Stratus is a plus 170 returning the returning diva from the Attitude Era and the hometown girl, Trish Stratus, uh, put on this card, um, presumably, one would think, so that they would get a um, hometown pop. Because uh, I don't think Natalia is going to get that later when she's working against Becky Lynch, but we'll get to that when we come to it. But uh, presumably this is, is to get a, a large crowd reaction. But... Um, she showed up in a few matches uh, leading up, but she hasn't really done any in-ring work so far. So that would indicate to me that they're keeping it tight to the vest for this one. I assume she can still go, and this is just kind of a, you know, one more time sort of a thing. And uh, I, I just don't see... And, and, you know, Charlotte Flair is the one to put her in the ring with to make her look good, even, even though she's probably a little bit past her prime. But I, I think this this has potential to be a lot of fun, and they could have some spots, and Trish will get the crowd to pop. Uh, but I can't see Charlotte Flair losing this because I don't see how that helps uh, Charlotte Flair going forward. What do you think, Bill? Yeah, I don't think that would help anybody. Yeah. Um, but you know what? Um, I did see that Trish Stratus said on, on Twitter that this would be her last match ever. So, yeah, they always say that. Yeah, for that fact alone, I'm yeah. picking her win. Okay. Um, <laughs> so you're bucking the go out on your back thing. Because I don't know, it would, just, it would make sense to I'm... me if Charlotte Flair wins, because then she can go out there and say stuff like, I killed the Attitude Era and stuff like that. And, you know, Trish Stratus <laughs> was, was the only girl in the Attitude Era who could actually wrestle, you know, like, give or take a couple of <laughs> girls who could actually wrestle here and there. Uh, but, uh, yeah, that, that would just... I don't know. To me, going forward, and heal Charlotte Flair. Charlotte Flair should always be heel. It, it's so... It just doesn't make sense to me when she's face at all. Because she's so good at being a heel. And we're, we're starved for actual heels that get heat. And she gets actual heat. What say you, Mech? She could get quite a bit of heat by, you know, doing her cheap and dirty tactics against a, yeah. a legend like that. Um, and I think they'll probably just make it that way. It's just too safe of a bet. They'll have Trish maybe... Seem like she's out wrestling her. Charlotte does a couple, you know, shitty things. Mm-hmm. Charlotte wins. I'd like, you know what I mean? You, you want these old timers, and I, I know it sounds so fucked up to call Trish Stratus an old timer. Like, yeah. she's not really. But like you said, past your wrestling uh, apex. Yeah. Still, like, I, I want her to win, but I don't see how they could really have her win. And this isn't about fantasy booking just no. to get a good pop. I mean,. I will say, though, that Charlotte's kind of like AJ. You can kind of drop her in or out, and everyone just accepts her anyway. Indeed, indeed. But I'm not going to bet on Trish to win. Charlotte's probably going to win. Yeah, I I say Charlotte Flair goes over. But uh, I'll I'll, I'll bet, bet like, two minutes into this match, everybody's going, wow, Trish still got it. She's still got it. I bet we're all all saying that, honestly. She'll get the chant, for sure. Yeah. Speaking of do they still have it or not, um, Goldberg... For, <laughs> oh, he does not. No, for reasons not understood by me, um, is going to be wrestling. I assume the main reason is because he nearly killed himself and the Undertaker 
<laughs> in, uh, well, he even said, like, I owe my fans better than that. I mean, he yeah. probably feels like I should go out and do another good performance to make up for that fucking shit bomb. Well, that's exactly why he's wrestling Dolph Ziggler. Yeah, yeah. exactly. He'll take the spear and explode. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> Goldberg versus Dolph Ziggler. Goldberg on oddshark.com is minus 650 to win this matchup. So, oh my lord, are they predicting a Dolph Ziggler l- l- laydown in this match. Yeah. Wow. Goldberg is minus 650. Um, who do you think goes over, Mac? And over? Uh, does this match last longer than a minute? Yes, I think it does last longer than a minute. Okay. <laughs> I think it'll be, you know, it'll be sort of like when... Um, who was jumping over Goldberg? Was that Lesnar who like jumped over a spear and stuff like that? I think so. A couple people have done that, and then we can't forget the time that Bret Hart famously wore like a metal shield yeah. under, underneath <laughs> a tro- underneath a Toronto Maple Leafs jersey. Maybe Ziggler should do that for the, for this one. <laughs> That'd be yeah. kind of funny and kind of an homage, but <laughs> yeah, they'll um, probably do a thing where he avoids some stuff because he is, you know, mm-hmm. springy and, and good like that. But um, then Goldberg will get him and just squish him. And it's kind of too bad. And I just got to say the same thing I always say about Dolph Ziggler. He's always a, a cut below where I'd want him to be. Do I want him to be kind of a comedy squash guy? Yeah. Not really. He can do it. But why isn't he a bit better than that? But that's, you know, that requires a bit more analysis. <laughs> uh, what do you think, Bill? Goldberg versus Dolph Ziggler. <laughs> Uh, I think that excluding uh, them using this as an opportunity to introduce some kind of bruiser from NXT, I think this will be a, a two-move match. We'll see a, a yeah. spear and a jackhammer, and that's I'm, it. Yeah, I'm I'm 100% with you on this one. I, I think this I think this match is less than 30 seconds, Mac. Um, uh, yeah, unless Dolph Ziggler does does the thing where he like slides underneath the ring and like slowly does the you know the the preening heel stuff, but I think. You know, there's already 10 matches on this card. I think they're going to want to get this one over with quick. I think they're going to use this as a cooldown right after something, you know, one of the more awesome matches happened. Maybe AJ Styles versus Ricochet, which, you know, we're going to talk about that next. But, uh, I, I, yeah, I think it's just Spear, Jackhammer, and then Goldberg gets the, the win. Although, the only pause I have on the Goldberg winning thing is... Shawn Michaels keeps showing up in all these Dolph Ziggler promos. Yeah, that's so weird. So is the end game there um, Dolph Ziggler versus Shawn Michaels at some point? Because if that is the end game, then Ziggler should win this. But it should be like, again, a two-move match. It should, it should just be like Goldberg goes for the spear and Ziggler super kicks him and then and then yeah. pins him or something like that, right? Like. I, I don't know. that That's the only hesitation, but I, I, I think it's I'm going to go with the odds on Odd Shark here, which is Goldberg <laughs> as the biggest favorite on this pay-per-view at, at 650. God, I just hopefully he doesn't kill Ziggler when he tries to do the <laughs> jackhammer. God, I, yeah. uh, I don't know. Uh, hopefully everything works out. Not a, not a fan of this. Don't understand why it exists, but whatever. Uh, next up. AJ Styles versus Ricochet in a singles match for the United States Championship and a chance for um, to maybe steal the pay-per-view, I think, this match. AJ Styles versus Ricochet. Uh, let me just quickly find the odds here. AJ Styles minus 200 to retain. Uh, Ricochet getting plus 150, so a little bit of value in Ricochet if you think he's, he's going to win. Uh, what say you, Mac? AJ Styles versus Ricochet. I, would, I think they don't want to be... Too predictable, you know. He can't just 
retain everybody. Um, no. AJ no. jumps in and out of anything and is fine. And they were so far behind Ricochet that, like, I, I think he should. I think he should win and, and keep his momentum. It would be good for him. So you know what? Screw it. That's what I'm going with. Ricochet. Really? Um, what say you, Bill? Uh, I'm going to say the exact opposite, but for the same reason. Yeah. Uh, I think they're trying to give uh, a little rub to the OC. You know, uh, I think they need they need a big win. Otherwise, they're just to chumps. I agree, but like both of these guys are going to look phenomenal in this matchup. Yeah, there's no way this can go badly. It's yeah, this is this is not going to go bad. And then whether AJ Styles gets help from uh, from the other members of the OC, uh, I, I assume yes, so that those guys can maintain heel status. But both of these guys are going to end up looking phenomenal. Ricochet is going to. Uh, I, th- I think look like an all-time world beater in this matchup and then probably yeah. lose because of nefarious means. But I, I agree that uh, I- I'm going to agree with Bill and I- I'm, in- I'm in Bill's corner on this one that I think AJ Styles is going to retain because they want to keep the momentum of the OC going. And Ricochet right now is over for forever <laughs> just because yeah. of, yeah. uh, of the style in which he wrestles where it's just so he's – he, he just he reminds me so much of not in terms of how he wrestles, but just in terms of the crowd pop he gets because of the high flying and whatnot. But just like this guy's new Rey Mysterio, right? In terms of just people are always going to love him just because of the style, mm-hmm. just because of the style he wrestles, and and it's just yeah, there's there's he's over forever, uh, Ricochet, I say, and and he's he's got a big future, but. Uh, I don't think he needs the United States Championship right now uh, as much as, like, the club needs to have a title if they want to be a uh, uh, thing. They also need more members. I'm going to go ahead and say that the OC needs to have a, <laughs> They need, like, one or two more members. And, I would love uh, a fourth man to appear. They should get Finn. Yeah, that's what, obviously it. that's the one everybody wants. Is it, Finn Balor's, like, hurt, though, I think. Uh, yeah. Like, he's he's looking for some time off, even though, again, we just mentioned we'll, we'll slide into Finn Balor in, in a second here. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that's obviously the big fantasy book that's going on right now is Finn Balor joining the OC and then them reuniting the Bullet, the, the original members of the Bullet Club, more or less. Um I'd be down with it. I, I'd still like to see them add one, maybe two more members, at least one more guy. And then if they had to go to a fifth, I would like to see a, a female member of uh, the roster join join the OC. Because, like, the Bullet Club, as far as I can remember, has the Bullet Club ever had a female member? Uh, I've only ever seen just, dudes. Just, the like, the valet yeah, for, for the Tokyo Pimp. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, like I don't know, maybe like when Nia Jax or something comes back, she's yeah. like the big bruiser because she's like twice the size of all the dudes in the yeah. in, in the in the OC right now, or something like that. I don't know, but I'm I'm fantasy booking, which is you know kind I of. I think I think it'd be a great place for Evil EO. Yeah. Why Why the heck not? Yeah. Um, we mentioned Finn Balor before. Finn Balor is going up against Bray Wyatt, or the Fiend, as he is. <laughs> being called i was actually lying a bit earlier when i said that goldberg had the uh, best odds to win this weekend or for the SummerSlam pay-per-view uh bray wyatt does bray wyatt is minus 1000 over finn balor <laughs> or gosh holy crap finn balor plus 525 to win this matchup which makes sense but if we're booking for value 
Um, Bray Wyatt's history on pay-per-views, you know, guys. Uh, Spotty at at best. So, uh, I don't know. If you're looking for good value, good value. Uh, Finn Balor at plus 525 is going up. But I got to say, I'll just kind of quickly take point on this one. If they don't have Bray Wyatt win this match, Uh. then just cut the guy loose. (laughs) Like... Cut him a check and let him go the fuck home because you're just never going to get behind this guy. Uh, you know, it was the biggest problem with the character when he was at his peak was that, you know, they would build him. And this has been said to death. I'm not the first person to say this, but like whenever they were building up Bray Wyatt, you know, awesome stuff happened in his run with Cena, the Undertaker, the the when when the Wyatt family was fighting the uh the shield, et cetera, et cetera. But they would always end up losing on pay-per-views. So it was always just like these really good buildups that ended with Bray Wyatt getting his ass kicked. So, uh, because he never won because wins and losses normally don't matter in wrestling, but they did with this character. But so I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say that Bray Wyatt really needs to go over. And, uh, quite frankly, might need to like squash Finn Balor in this. Cause like if Finn Balor got squashed, it wouldn't even matter. Cause he's still going to be, over forever he's fucking finn balor uh what do you think bill uh yeah i I don't think there's there's any way for finn to win this one uh i think the real question is just is the fiend going to kill finn balor or is it going to kill the demon yeah that seems like i don't know because they haven't mentioned they haven't given us any demon uh uh sort of teases or anything like that so i don't know if they're saving that but there's also the weird rumors that finn balor is kind of hurt and wants to take time off yeah. So this has potential to be like a bit of a squash or something like that, uh, given if the he's hurt rumors are true. I don't think they'd go full squash like you and I were predicting with Goldberg Ziggler, but <laughs> but you know maybe like a semi squash sort of a thing where where Finn Balor does a couple of his moves, and but this match is like five five to ten sort of a thing. Just a nice little quick let him get in there and. Bray Wyatt does a couple power moves. He's been doing the mandible claw recently, which I've kind of enjoyed. Yeah. I like this. Yeah. I like I like this new thing that guys are like passing down moves. Like I I, I like uh, the Fiend doing the mandible claw, and I like uh, Kevin Owens doing the Stone Cold Stunner and whatnot because it's an awesome move. It should just not be retired for forever. Oh, exactly. Thing, so, uh, what do you think, Mac Finn Balor versus Bray Wyatt? I, I don't think it'll be, like, really squashy. There will probably be a good counter, and that's yeah. what I would really love. Yeah, semi-squash semi, semi potential. Definitely not full squash. They're not going to full squash Finn Balor. That was that was silly of me to suggest that earlier. But if they, they have baby – that's what they should lean into is, like, you know, baby face Finn loses and looks really sympathetic while the Fiend looks yeah. you know, very very uh, imposing and stuff. And then that that's how they should do it. That's what I want. That's – God damn it, what I'm going for. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I agree with that. And then if Finn Balor, let's say, maybe if Balor gets squashed, then he could, that would be a, a easy way for him to transition into being like, hey, I need some help. And then he joins the OC as we were fantasy booking earlier. So uh, his, his exodus, too, yeah. can be like with, with Bray doing something and then him selling that injury, right? And what if he goes on the, you know, the kayfabe stretcher because yeah. he actually has, you know what I mean? He sells his knee because he hurts. He's really hurt his shoulder or something, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and and the Toronto crowd, as we know, is notoriously smarky. Like they turned on, uh, they famously turned on the rock during WrestleMania <laughs> 17. Right. Um, they're, they're, they're very, very smarky. So there's a good chance they could really get behind Bray Wyatt during this segment and then potentially 
you know, I don't I don't want to say boo Finn Balor, but just not give him the love. And then, you know, Balor could parlay that into being like, hey, you guys turned on me, so now I'm joining the OC and I'm going bad guy. And then I would stand there and be like, oh, yes, please. <laughs> right? Like that sort of a thing. So who knows? That's 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 what I'm going to I'm going to hope for. All right. We're halfway home here. Uh, next up. Kevin Owens versus Shane McMahon in a singles match where if Owens loses, he has to quit the WWE. Let me just get the odds on this. Shane McMahon is plus 250. Kevin Owens Mm. minus 400. So Kevin Owens, the big favorite going into this one. Uh, What say you, Bill? Uh, Well, to me, this sounds exactly like his final Ring of Honor storyline where he got fired by Jim Cornette. It does, doesn't it? Yeah. (laughs) I think they're just going to do that. I, I think he's gonna lose. Really? Oh wow! Yeah. I don't. I don't see them doing that at all. I I just. But let me just look. What are we booking here? We're booking Charlotte Flair. We're booking Goldberg. So that's a face win technically. Then we're going AJ and Bray Wyatt. So at this point, yeah, I. I mean, I guess they could do a swerve because we haven't really predicted like a swerve swerve yet. Yeah, and I mean, you this know, Max on the card, so you can just show up and give him a claymore, and that's it. Yeah. That, that I suppose you're right. Um, yeah, and then I guess Kevin Owens would just rebel if <laughs> and show, up, show <laughs> up anyway and start stunning people all over the place. And then all he needs is a beer, and he's pretty much uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Anyway, I don't know. Uh, how, how about you, Mac? Kevin Owens versus Shane McMahon. Well, you just do like uh, John Cena when he was uh, had to quit after he lost to Wade Barrett in like 2010, 2011, where he's like. I just buy tickets to Raw, and then I just beat people up, you know? <laughs> yeah, see, sitting in the front row waving his ticket. I always love that. Kurt Angle did that a few times. I, I always love it when the guys show up waving their tickets and be like, I'm here. I'm a paying customer. <laughs> That's always fun. Oh, God. So, so what do you think on this one, Kevin Owens, Shane McMahon? I want, I want Owens to win, and I think you could run into one of these silly stories, which I like, and uh, I'd kind of balance it out if Owens wins, so I'm going with Owens. All right. Um, ah, man, you're, I, I think you're right, Bill. This is a good chance for a, a, our first like real kind of swerve for this match or for this pay-per-view. But, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to agree with Mac. I'm going to say that Kevin Owens goes over and, and wishfully hope that we can end the Shane McMahon stuff going forward. Cause it's, that would be great. It's just not necessary. And I, I love Shane McMahon, but it's just the whole, like, him coming out in the jersey and the high top sneakers worked in 2002 but the man's hair is gray now and he has kids that are <laughs> like i don't know probably in high school so oh, yeah. it's just like when he comes out there and he's still in like the Shane O'Mac jersey with that music i'm not saying he changes the music that would be ludicrous but when he comes out there dancing around in the high top sneakers and it's just I'm like, bring back the Mean Street Posse, is, is what yeah. I say. So, like, might as well just bring them back. Why the hell not? Get Pete Gas out there, for God's sake. <laughs> Pete Gas. Um, easy to get too much of Shane McMahon. Less is more with him. That, yeah, that's true. They really. I'm not saying get rid of him completely, because obviously, uh, you know, the, the wrestling Twitter and, and, and the people who are just miserable all the time online are just like, Shane McMahon is kind of currently getting most of the ire, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, he's gotten all of the, the like Roman Reigns ire, but 
<laughs> He's running block for Roman. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not. Maybe that's, you know, you might be onto something there, Matt, quite frankly. <laughs> um, but, yeah, Shane McMahon's getting all this shit. And, like, kind of rightfully so, but I agree with you, Matt. Less is more. You don't want to get him off, but, like, like you don't want to get him completely off television. That doesn't make sense, but... You know he. Sh- I don't. He definitely shouldn't be wrestling every fucking pay per view. I don't think Shane McMahon. Oh. But uh, yeah, I could also see this ending in some sort of double DQ where where Owens and McMahon fall off of something like this. This spills into the crowd and they do like a double suplex into something and then nobody gets up. Sort of a thing. I don't know. It's just sort of a schmozzy ending to it. Uh, yeah. Co- Kofi Kingston is going up against Randy Orton. For the WWE Championship, let me just get the odds on this one. Uh, Kofi Kingston minus two hundred, uh, but uh, Randy Orton plus one fifty. So not long odds on Randy Orton. Uh, what say you, Mac? Kofi Kingston, Randy Orton. See, this one does make you wonder because Randy is a perennial contender. Mm-hmm. I know that there was that drama where he didn't like early renew, and that like pissed off Vince McMahon. Yeah. So, I, I don't want to put too much faith in that. Like, I don't, I don't put a ton of faith in the rumor mill. But Randy is someone who could always win. If they're putting Kofi with Randy, it's because they're taking Kofi to that, that next level. Like, oh, fuck, you beat Randy. Yes. So, that's why it's scary. <laughs> <laughs> it, anytime somebody goes up against, or basically anytime you've got somebody with all the momentum in the world going up against Randy Orton, you just, you can't put it, you just, you can't take for granted that the WWE might just go, ah, fuck it, let's just give the belt to Randy, right? Totally. It's like, I think it's called the Christian effect. Yeah, <laughs> very, yeah, very, very apt, very apt reference by you, but it's also just like, you know, he's done this too. They did it to Bray, right? Like, like oh. the, the most recent memory of which is is they did that to Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt finally won at the at, at, like two two years ago, whenever it was at the uh, Elimination Chamber, and then he held the belt for like less than a month and lost it to Randy Orton at WrestleMania or some garbage, right? Um, but yeah, yeah, you always have to keep it in the back of your head. I think I'm I'm gonna say that I think that this is just I'm gonna agree with you, Mac, that them giving. Uh, Kofi Kingston or uh, Kofi Kingston, Randy Orton on the second biggest pay-per-view of the year is them validating that Kofi is going to have a nice, healthy run here. And I'm going to say that Kofi goes over because I just don't think, I mean, like, like I said earlier, you can't take for granted that they might just be like, give it to Randy and make him like a 17 time champion or whatever he is. He would be it, now. He either nips it in the butt or Kofi's like carrying it for a long time. <laughs> yeah, and and I just think Kofi's got so much momentum right now. If they gave it to Randy, if they put the belt on Randy Orton, this that would draw the biggest booze of the night, I would assume. Nuclear heat. <laughs> yeah. So I maybe they'd want to go for that, but only in Toronto, I think too, because Toronto's a smarky crowd. Uh, what do you think, Bill? Uh, I agree. I think Kofi has to win this one. Um, I, I think I saw, was it on SmackDown or Raw, they were showing some vignettes that had footage of that feud they had way back in the day mm-hmm. that uh, kind of ended Kofi's upward momentum. Yeah, from like 10 back, years ago or whenever. Yeah, was, yeah. so I'm, I'm, I'm kind of hoping they're using this as a way to sort of rewrite history a little bit. Yeah. I would be like, oh, this was our story all along. Uh, and, and have Kofi come away with the win this time. That's I'm praying. Yeah, I, I hope so. I mean... 
I don't think I'd hate it, hate it if Randy Orton won. I just wouldn't be as on board. Because um, I think when Kofi loses, it should be like to a... It should it should really be to someone who needs it, right? Like it should be to oh, yeah. someone who just absolutely need or like who, who kind of deserves and needs that like heel heat from from beating Kofi Kingston. Randy Orton just doesn't need that. Randy Orton's fucking Randy Orton. His like his like no one's ever going to question that man's legacy. So uh, <laughs> so it just it just doesn't like it doesn't make sense to waste the heat that someone would get from dethroning Kofi Kingston immediately. Like, that's, like, something you would want, like, if you were calling up Adam Cole or some garbage uh, to do, yep. right? Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. sort of unrelated, but uh, Randy Orton has been having a little bit of a Twitter thing with Will Ospreay lately. And I would just <laughs> Will Ospreay has no chill on Twitter oh, yeah. whatsoever. <laughs> that man is a savage, and... Uh, Orton, although Orton's never been shy about getting getting on Twitter and just being like, you know, screw you, indie guys. <laughs> right? Exactly. So, <laughs> like, oh, God. All right, let's talk about the ladies. First up, Bailey is defending the SmackDown Women's Championship against Ember Moon. Bailey, a minus 200 favorite, favorite in English. Uh, Ember Moon, plus 150. I'm going to go ahead and say this, gentlemen. I think that Ember Moon at plus 150 is good value because I think she is going to win the SmackDown Women's Championship. I'm predicting two title changes on this uh, card, and this is going to be one of them. I think uh, I'm, I'm going to say Ember Moon and Bailey put in a really good match, and then Ember Moon just comes off the top rope with uh, what is probably the best finisher going in the WWE wrestling right now. And I'm going to say that Ember Moon wins. What do you think, Mac? I want her to. It's just given their history of not really giving her what she deserves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm, I'm not, you know, totally confident that they will. Bailey doesn't really need another championship. In my opinion, like they've, mm-hmm. they've kind of fucked Bailey around too. Though. I got to give them, give her that credit mm-hmm. that, yeah. and I don't begrudge her having it now. And, and I want her to have a, you know, momentum in this kind of thing. Uh, I want Ember Moon, but I I don't see it, you know. I which sucks. Even though I want it, I think she's just gonna go back to being what she was. It's just the build up to this one has been, uh, I guess, anticlimactic is is the the word the phrase I would use, because I mean Bailey won like she cashed in at Money in the Bank, huge pop. Since then, I think she's defended it, like, twice, maybe three times. And all in, like, kind of lackluster matches, none, none of which that had any, like, serious kind of oomph behind them. And uh, Ember Moon is just sort of getting back from her injury as well. And they just kind of sort of built this one up as these two were, like... I mean, it was kind of old-school booking where they're like, hey, we don't really hate each other, we're just... We're, we're just competitors who want the same thing and we're going to have to beat the crap out of each other to get it. Like, I want your title and I want to keep my title is is basically the, uh, the build-up for this one. And I don't know. I think work rate-wise, these girls are going to go out there and tear the house down. But at the end of the day, nobody might care, which is kind of weird. You, you know, it, it, they're in that kind of weird sort of gray area. But... Uh, 
I don't know. I feel like this one might just be like... Cause, <sighs> Bailey doesn't need the belt. No. And Ember Moon might, so that's kind of why I, I think uh, I, I, I'm thinking there might be some value in that plus 150. What do you think, Bill? Um, I, 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 this one's hard to call. I don't know. I like Ember Moon. I like Bailey. I think I'm going to have to go with Ember Moon on this. Mm-hmm. Um, I am, I am excited for it though, because you know, when Bailey has something to prove, she goes out there and puts on yeah. a heck of a match. And I think she's got something to prove this weekend. Um, just with it being such a big card <clears throat> and the, what are they, the fourth women's match on the card? I think I she's got something so. to prove. I think it's going to be a barn burner. Yeah. Or the, oh, sorry, there'll be the second women's match because they'll have Trish and Charlotte going earlier. Right. Uh, but there is a third one, which we will talk about right now. Uh, Becky Lynch is defending the Raw Women's Championship against Natalia in a submission match uh, for the Raw Women's Championship. Becky Lynch minus 300 favorite. Natalia plus 200. What do you think, Mac? Uh, it doesn't make too much sense to take it off of Becky. Mm. Natalia's a drop-it-in and drop-her-out kind of person. Uh, they're probably just going to keep moving with Becky, especially that she's like, you know, Seth Rollins' girlfriend, and, you know, they're kind of a power couple. Bodes well for her. Natalia, you know, she, I think, could do a bit better than what they, 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 they treat. They don't treat her as well as they should. And that's why I don't think they're going to have her win. <laughs> They should really stop mentioning that those two are dating in real life. It does nothing for for either of those two people. Uh, but it's that, that's their way, right? You know. I guess, yeah. But I mean, I have, they've they've done I it. Have in the, it just builds resentment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I don't think. I don't think it helps. Yeah, I don't think it helps either of them, quite frankly, and it makes them look a little bit like chumps, like a month ago or whatever, when the two of them were teaming up and and whatnot it's against uh who is it friggin uh baron corbin and uh oh god why can't i remember her name uh the one punch woman lacy uh, lacy evans. evans thank you um god somebody remembered her name uh who have not been on television in like a month by the way um yeah i don't know like did <laughs> Do they potentially come back? <laughs> were we were they not on television so that we forget about them so they can interfere in this match and help Becky and and help Natalia win? Probably not. But it, Natty really got shotgunned into this one for being Canadian. It seems <laughs> like like is is that the reason? Like she's Canadian, so she might get a pop when she walks out there in front of the Toronto crowd. They've been like weirdly teasing Becky Lynch as a heel, but because they've been trying to make her like, I guess the female Stone Cold Steve Austin. Uh, so she's kind of a, like a tweener, but I, I don't know. I, I can't see them taking the belt off of Becky Lynch for Natalia though. It, it doesn't make sense to me. What do you think, Bill? I agree. Uh, it doesn't make any sense to take that belt off her, especially for Natalia. She's got no upward trajectory right now. You know what I mean? No. Yeah. It's, I think this one's cut and dry. Yeah. One last comment. What do they do when uh, Seth and, and Becky break up? <laughs> God, I don't know or care. Do a breakup angle. <laughs> yeah, do a breakup angle. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, that'd be awful. God, that would suck so much. Um, yeah, but uh, hopefully they uh, live on forever in real life. I, I don't wish any ill will. Just uh, I wouldn't put it on television. It just doesn't make sense to me. 
whatsoever. All right, last, but certainly not least, for the SummerSlam pay-per-view, Brock Lesnar is up against Seth Rollins, singles match for the WWE Universal Championship. Uh, Brock Lesnar, minus 200. Seth Rollins, uh, plus 150 to uh, win back the the belt. Um, I'm going to ask, uh, what do you think on this one, Bill? Is it is it bad that I... I don't really care about this feud anymore. Like I don't, I don't like watching them wrestle anymore. They've wrestled I, many times. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I think I'm, I'm right there with you. Yeah. Uh, it's there's just not a lot going on here. No, and like Seth Rollins, like laying in the ring promo this week was terrible. Like I don't want him to win anymore. That yeah, what a that, perfect dude. Yeah, that was one of the ones where it's like, now here's the thing. I'm not a Jim Cornette guy in terms of, and, and by that, I mean, I'm, I'm not a, a, like, I don't know if you guys see the way Jim Cornette kind of behaves on Twitter. Oh, yeah. he's, he's, you know, old man yells at cloud all the time, more or less. Um, I'm not a fan of that because you, you know, you have to evolve and, and move forward. Right. And, you know, let the past be the past, but you gotta, you, you don't have to disrespect the past, but you have to move on from it. It can't always, we can't always be chasing nostalgia, that sort of a thing. Um, but I could not agree with you more, and I had to agree with Jim Cornette's take on, on the, uh, the, the Seth Rollins limps to the ring, tries to fight, <laughs> tries to fight Brock Lesnar, gets the crap kicked out of him. And then Brock Lesnar and Paul Heyman leave, and Rollins just lays in the middle of the ring, <laughs> delivering a promo. I was just like, I don't want to see this guy win now because of this. Like, I literally was like, this promo and this setup is so bad. I, I really want to, I want to see uh, Lesnar retain again. Um, yeah, that was not good at all. Um I was listening to Bill Simmons' uh, podcast. They do this great podcast called The Rewatchables, where they talk about old, uh, uh, like, uh, like just the most. They they just break down like some of the most rewatchable movies. And they were talking about Bloodsport uh, oh, this really? week, and you know, it's fantastic on on all sorts of levels uh, that don't include actual acting. Um, <laughs> but B- Bill Simmons was complaining Chong Chong Lee the awesome 1980s bad guy from Bloodsport to Brock Lesnar, where Chun Li is only in about eight minutes of actual footage in Bloodsport, but his presence looms over the the movie so hard the entire time you watch Bloodsport where you're like, oh my God, that guy is going to walk out and kill somebody in the middle of the ring the second he has to. And then that's basically what Brock Lesnar does, right? Like Brock Lesnar isn't there every day, but his presence looms over the ring. And then the, the second Bill Simmons compared uh, Brock Lesnar to Chun Lee, I'm like, all right, I'm ready for two more months of Lesnar at least. Yeah. <laughs> right? Let him let him be the the, the Chun Lee of the WWE, where he just shows up and just kicks people in the throat. Although his version of kicking people in the throat is just f5ing them a bunch of times. Um, Mac Brock Lesnar versus Seth Rollins. What do you think? That's a really unique perspective because, like, I, for a long time now, have been like, I'm just done with Lesnar. Like, can he not just be the frickin' man all the time? Like, we kind of, I I put my smarky hat on. Like, I know he's, you know, 
close to 40. He has the fighting background and the NCWA background, but like he can't just make him God and just have everyone always kiss his ass. Yeah. So I was so ready to see him go. Hey, no, and what is it? Heyman running the show. Can he, like, can Rod do this right? So now maybe this is an apology for some of the shittier times they've had him just be the man, you know? Can they have him, like, loom over it and be a, a good villain? You know, I'll give it a chance. Yeah. I'll give it a chance, but yeah, I am kind of done with both of these guys. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm... I'm... I still love Seth Rollins. I love him. Monday Night Rollins, he's a super workhorse. Mm -hmm. But if this is going to be shitty and go stale, then I don't want him to be the champion either. It does seem like, it does feel like the the, the vibe you get from Twitter is that the the smarks and just the, the general people of Twitter who are just miserable all the time so you know maybe they're maybe they're not the best people to take cues from but the 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 vibe on wrestling twitter definitely seems like they're done with both of these guys like they, they they've been done with lesnar for a while um although i like i like i was done with lesnar for a while too but when lesnar came out and like stole the money in the bank i thought that was <laughs> like like funny is funny i'm sorry right like i realized people hated lesnar and that like kind of ruined a, a people thought it ruined what was a great um uh money in the bank ladder match where people were flying all over the place and whatnot but that was a good ending i'm just, like i'm sorry that was a good ending to the money in the bank it was such a troll job to the fans to have lesnar's music hit with like you know, like, like who was who it? Mustafa Ali was, like, yeah. about to unhook it, and then Lesnar's music hit, and everybody was like, no! Right? <laughs> I, was just like, I was, like, clapping and laughing. I'm like, this is great. He just comes out, and he steals the damn money in the bank, and then cashes in on Rollins a couple months later, and it was, it was like, I'm sorry. That was good. That was good storytelling. Whether you, like, just because you hated it doesn't mean it wasn't funny as hell, right? Like, I, I, I really enjoyed that, but yeah, it definitely seems like the Twitter buzz is that, like, I, I don't think people will ever completely turn on Seth Rollins, like like you suggested, Mac, how, because he's just so damn good in the ring. Like, he might have to go back to the half-blonde hair if he, if he, if he wants to, uh, if he wants to go full keel. But, you know, they're, they're teasing uh, a Seth Rollins kind of heel turn, like maybe he turns on the crowd sort of a thing, but, uh. You know, maybe, maybe not, but I, I definitely think uh, I, I, I still think Lesnar is going to go over because I mean, I mean, maybe it. Actually, I don't know. It goes. Yeah. It, I could go either way on this one, and it just either ending Lesnar winning or Rollins winning would leave me cold. Do Do you think though that they're going to miss him when he's gone? Like, because he's that villain. He's kind of like the New England Patriots of the WWE. Wow! What a great, great comparison by you mac and i'm 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 so sick that i didn't think of that myself <laughs> i am so sick that i didn't think of that myself shamelessly but, steal that they're gonna they, miss him when he's gone the same been way around, been around since 2001 you know like although i think i think we're definitely gonna miss lesnar when he's gone gone i when the when the patriots finally suck I, nobody, not a single human being is going to turn back and be like, you know what I miss when the Patriots were good, man. I really miss when they, when the potato faces and just the horrible people of New England were just lording it over everybody. I, nobody, not a fucking person is going to say that, but, but, uh, that's still a good comparison by you. Uh, God. Yeah. Cause they've both been around since 01, right? So 
God. Um, I, I mean, I, I, I definitely think we'll miss Lesnar, but I, I don't think he's going anywhere anytime soon is the thing. Uh, and again, maybe same for the Patriots, but uh, that's a whole other podcast. Uh, Brock Lesnar versus Seth Rollins. Who goes over, Mac? Uh, Brock. Yeah. What about you, Bill? I agree. It's going to be uh, Brock. Yeah, let's clean sweep it on, on Brock Lesnar. Um, that is it for SummerSlam 2019 in Toronto, Ontario, Canada at the Scotiabank Arena, the former ACC. Um, when was the last time they had this many things? Uh, ah, that's all right. Um, anything else you guys want to add before we get out of here? I don't know. Uh, AEW. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. You want to discuss any of that? We uh, we got uh, kind of another clunky pay-per-view. I didn't watch it, but, uh, you know, I, I think it's still giving people what they want, and yeah. I am looking forward to competition upping <laughs> WWE's game and hopefully bringing out the best in, in, in the various mm-hmm. storylines and stuff. I really like that they're booking the smaller venues in all of the uh, the main cities. I, I really enjoy that because it's it's gonna really because like the smaller venues the cra- the crowds always seem um, louder and more visceral and uh, like their their voices really bounce off the walls and you can you can hear the you can like because the crowds can actually kind of start co- cohesive chants and stuff and I think that's gonna help plus one of the stupidest things they could do as a startup kind of company um which is what aew is is just start shooting for the stars right away and and trying to play like madison square garden etc 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 um because they're just not gonna sell enough tickets right away because that's the thing that like sunk ecw back in the day was ecw started touring um all around the states and they even did the one show in in mississauga but uh, they they really should have just stuck to the Northeast, right? Just really doing like um, you know Philadelphia and uh, a little bit of New York, a little bit of Boston, a little bit of Baltimore. Just just stay in the Northeast of the United States, and they might have lasted a few more years, I think. Um, but yeah, t- touring all around the states is is really what ended up ultimately kind of killing them. Uh, so yeah, when you're if you're AEW, just I really like that they're doing the kind of mid mid range uh, things because I think that's going to help them as far as like crowd reaction and and buzz and stuff goes. Um, a lot of buzz about them potentially getting CM Punk, which would uh, not happening. Oh boy, <laughs> that would be a big one. If that man was going to come out of retirement, though, it, it makes sense that it would be for a. Uh, for a company that he could potentially stick it to the WWE with, but I, I agree with you, Mac. I think I think we I think we will be left wanting. Probably. Yeah. Um, Bill, anything else to add before we get out of here? No, I think that's good. I, you know, AEW sounds sounds exciting. Yeah, me too. We're all we're all very excited for AEW. Uh, crossover podcast available at thecrossoverpodcast.com, facebook.com slash crossoverpodcast, and soundcloud.com slash crossoverpodcast. We're on iTunes. Please rate and subscribe. Five stars only, though. And as always, you do not have to listen, but please download the Crossover Podcast. We are potentially going to be back next week. Um, I am going to start getting everybody on the comic side of this podcast to start watching uh, Amazon Prime's The Boys so that we could come on and discuss the uh, adaptation of the Garth Enos Ennis. I'm not sure how you pronounce it exactly. Uh, run from uh, 06 to 08. 
because I really want to talk about The Boys because it is goddamn excellent and uh, easily the best thing that Amazon Prime has ever done so far. So uh, hopefully uh, a few people will finish that and then we can talk about that next week. And then uh, I will be taking a week off after that because I'm going to be on vacation. I'm going to be on the east coast of Canada for a little bit. And then after that, uh, I think football starts. So Craig and Bill and I will be back doing weekly football podcasts and uh we'll be so and if we have anything else to talk about we'll be doing two podcasts a week so that is exciting i love that we are only a few weeks away from football but uh yeah can't wait to talk about uh the boys hopefully we get to talk about the boys next week on the crossover podcast uh bill martin and mac thank you very much for doing this uh you guys thank you problem and uh we'll have you guys back on next time Uh, i'd love to have you back bill and uh mac as well next time what's the next big because we really only do the big four on this podcast what's the next what's the next one um survivor series uh, uh, thanksgiving time right yeah we can do survivor Series. i don't consider to be honest i don't consider survivor series one of the big four anymore i i consider money money in the bank to be the fourth to be the fourth special episode is that uh all out Yes, perhaps. We'll see how that goes. Um, yeah, because we, we usually do Money in the Bank, Royal Rumble, SummerSlam, and WrestleMania on this podcast, just because those are those are my big four. Because I, yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'm in the minority on this one. I consider Money in the Bank to be a bigger pay-per-view than oh, Survivor Series. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I don't Anyways. Yeah. Anyway, good talking to you guys, and uh, we'll talk to you next time on the Crossover Podcast. Take care, everybody.